Good morning. Merry Christmas to all of you. You don't have to say it back. That's okay. No, that's fine. I'm Pastor Martin Danner. It's a pleasure to be here this morning worshiping with you. Um, it's weird to have a Christmas service in the morning. I'm used to the, the evening and the candlelight, and, uh, but it's awesome that we can start this day and worship together. Um, those who have been worshiping with us here at Bethany, they know that like I'm a big fan of Christmas. Like It's annoying, probably, uh, but I love Christmas, and I love everything about Christmas. Um, but as I was kind of reflecting this morning on, on what this means, it just kind of occurred to me, and this is, is not abnormal, but uh, some of you um, don't come to Bethany regularly, and, and y'all are here because it's Christmas Eve, and this is the time of year you maybe do come to church with your family, and, and maybe you come again on Easter, and, and, and when that happens, I sort of wonder what the experience is like, because you know what I'm going to preach on this morning. And... Um, and what does it mean when everything between this day and Easter isn't explored? And, and what does it mean when Christianity, Christ, becomes about two events, his birth and his resurrection? And so there is a sense, like, in, in my mind, like, Christmas is very much, it's cultural. Like, we celebrate a cultural Christmas, and I'm not against a cultural Christmas at all. Like, I love, um, I hate to say this out loud, I love Mariah Carey and her song. Um, I love all the secular songs. I love the religious songs that talk about Christ. I love the Christmas trees and the presents. I, I love the consumerism of Christmas. Like, I love to buy people's gifts, and I, and I like to do all the things that are part of the cultural Christmas. And... And, but I, I sort of wonder, what it, when it's all said and done, if that's the sum of everything, then what does it really mean for us after Christmas? And we're really good, like, at the cultural Christmas thing. Like, I was, I was kind of reflecting on this, and I was reminded a few years ago of this nativity scene set that was released, and, I, and it kind of got me on this search of like different nativity scenes, and I want to share a couple of pictures. This one is a, of a millennial Christmas, and um, they have organic grass-fed beef in the manger, and selfies, and Amazon delivering packages, and, and you know, it was interesting, solar panels I just noticed just now, and a drone. Um, and it's just a different take on this scene, and, but it really sort of encapsulates some of, or at least our current culture. And you can take this two ways. You can say, that's pretty crazy. Or you can say, wow, Jesus even came for the millennials, of which I am one. Um, and then that sent me on down a path, and I, I found this piece of artwork. Um, it's sort of a modern take on Mary and Joseph, uh, sort of the unwed mother sort of view. Uh, they're outside of a gas station. She's pregnant, and and uh, Joseph is trying to find a place for them to stay on the phone. Um, again, just a sort of a different um, energy to this. The star beer there being advertised in the background. And then I found one that sort of encapsulates like the cultural Christmas and the, the Christian Christmas coming together. Um, I didn't know how to handle this one. Um, but Santa bowing at, uh, at Jesus in the manger, and Santa wasn't actually there yet. Um, and so it's interesting. 
But it sort of highlights sort of some of the different images and thoughts that kind of go into the Christmas season. And then, of course, there's even, you know, you just see the traditional manger scenes. And, and looking at the traditional manger scenes, it also sort of struck me how cultural influence this is. Like, we tend to view uh, the Christmas Eve experience as, like, peaceful and loving and um, nurturing. And, and there, was, there was that, but it wasn't like that. And, and let me explain, because when we tend to think about Christmas Eve, we tend to think about that. And, and tonight, uh, at night, we're not going to sing it this morning, we'll sing Silent Night. And um, it wasn't probably a silent night, right? It was probably a, a loud, um, confusing, exciting, messy night. But what we tend to do, or, or whether we do it on purpose or, or uh, you know, whatever happens, uh, we find ourselves at times detaching um, the story of Christ's birth from the spiritual reality that we live in. We detach it from the spiritual impact of what it means for God to come into the world to walk among us and be with us. But we also sort of detach from the, the physicalness and the reality of it. We sort of put it into this sort of um, fairy tale kind of vibe where it feels sometimes as though like the baby Jesus uh, descended from heaven and was glowing and everyone was glowing and there was just suddenly peace on earth. And when you make the Christian story that and when you imagine it like that, there is sort of this build up and let down that comes with Christmas. And this comes in multiple ways, in, in sort, of the, sort of the cultural Christmas way, right? Nothing is more exciting than the unwrapped presents under the tree until you've unwrapped them. And then it's a letdown. Not because it's a bad gift, but now the mystery, the excitement, the uncertainty, it's gone. All the options are gone. You have what you have. And, and you immediately start thinking about what you didn't get or maybe what will happen next year. And so you go from tearing open the presents and being excited and then uh, you get socks. <laughs> and you begin to wonder and maybe feel different about Christmas. Or there's this build-up. You, you imagine in your mind... Like, you get all the decorations out, you, you go fight with Pastor Anthony at his H-E-B, um, and you get your food home, and you're imagining all your family and friends coming together for this peaceful experience where we'll reflect on the meaning of Christ's birth, and there will be please and thank yous, and I love you, sister, and I love you too, brother. And it doesn't happen that way. It's chaotic, it's messy, it's, it's not how we imagine it to be. It's like what we build up in our minds can't actually be achieved. What we tend to think about when we hear the Christmas story isn't actually full reality. It's not the total picture. And so what happens tomorrow on Christmas Day then? I mean, after all the work of all the shopping, all the money spent, all the decorations put out, all the Christmas songs sung, all the hot cocoa drank, 
And now you have a mess to clean up, decorations to put away, and, and then what? What happens is everything's the same. It's like for a moment you escape from reality, you detached your reality from Christmas, and now that Christmas is over, what do you have to do? I hear people say this after Christmas. Well, I've got to get back at it. It's time to get back to work, get back to school. Your problems are still there. Maybe your debt's a little higher. And there's this huge sort of, eh, sometimes after Christmas. And this is more true if you detach the spiritual and physical reality of what's happening from the cultural event that is Christmas. What is happening at Christmas? What, what is really going on here? Well, for one, I mean, we celebrate the fact that Jesus is here. He is here. And this is not without uh, drama, not without pain, not without lots of people and waiting and hoping and anticipation. It wasn't just this event that suddenly happened. It was an event that people were waiting for and then happened and then continued to celebrate and explore and learn from. I mean, Jesus is here, but he didn't just float down from heaven. When I was searching for different images of, of the early nativity, kind of Jesus' birth, I came across another set of pictures, which um, I'll encourage you to look up, but um, it showed, like, everything, the pain of birth. Like, Jesus was born of a woman, And when you, when you really grasp this, how intense this is, that God our Father sent his heavenly son physically into the world in a real and tangible way through the pain of birth, it begins to feel not like the normal Christmas. Like I was imagining, like, I'm glad they don't sell these. But could you imagine, like, if they had a realistic scratch-and-sniff nativity scene, what that might be like? My, my daughter likes to ride um, horseback, and I was at the horse stables a few months ago, and, and I remember sitting there while she was riding it, and it just occurred to me, like, horse stables um, don't smell like peppermint and cocoa. They just don't. They don't smell like pine or any of those Christmas scents. It smells like horse and hay. And this is, feels like a very different kind of Christmas. When you realize that there was physical pain, Mary was crying out in childbirth, it wasn't just like, well, here's Jesus. It probably wasn't a silent night. I mean, there was animals making noise. There were... Um, shepherds in the field coming. Like, can you imagine, like when we had a newborn, uh, we had a bottle of hand pump sanitizer at the door, and as we invited people in, they had to sanitize where they came in. Mary gave birth next to animals and these like shepherd herdsmen, you know, 
day laborers just come in and be like, oh, it's the, I mean, just like in their space after birth. Mm. Just different. But not only was it real and was it tangible, it, it sort of introduced something new. And that is, we, we go from this distant, powerful God that people had been worshiping and trying to understand and trying to appease to all of a sudden God coming to us, experiencing from the very beginning what it's like to be born into this world and just how difficult, challenging, and messy it can be. And so Jesus is here, Emmanuel is with us, God is indeed with us, but in every possible way, he is with us. And in every possible way, he is for us. And when you understand this and when you appreciate this, then, then the Christmas letdown doesn't feel like a letdown because it's actually a celebration. It's meant to be something exciting because God, for the first time in history, is here. And that doesn't just stop on day two. That keeps going. And it has been going. Up until this point, at this moment, Christ is still here among us. We, we will celebrate him in Holy Communion. He is alive and it doesn't stop. It keeps going. Christmas continues. Christ is here. And God did this because he loves us. You know, I love Christmas movies as well, secular and non-secular Christmas movies. Uh, uh, there's a line, you know, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, right? Um, Jesus came because you're a filthy animal. <laughs> I look next to someone you love and say, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Yeah. It's the most loving thing you could say to someone right now. Because the greatest gift, and we know this, is that Christ came into the world to redeem you, you filthy animal. <laughs> to redeem the, the people at HEB, to redeem the, the broken families that are trying to figure out Christmas this year, to redeem those who are just driven by the gift, to redeem us, who do not fully appreciate Christmas and put our hope in the wrong things. That's what he came here for. And so as we come together, we, we celebrate, we sing songs, we do all the special things, and then what happens tomorrow? Well, he is still here. And the next day, he is still here. And the next day, he is still here calling out to you, I love you, I redeemed you, you are mine, Merry Christmas, come, follow me, 
be with me. And then every day in Christ is Christmas. Something worth celebrating. Something worth rejoicing over. And something we continue to reflect on as we interact with others and the world. And so I pray that you have a Merry Christmas. And I pray that the celebration doesn't end when the trees are put away and the lights are back in the attic. I pray that the celebration doesn't end when all the gifts are worn out and you're wondering when you're going to get something new to replace it. I pray that you continue to hear the call of Christ in your life and celebrate what he did for you. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. In Jesus' name, amen.